What's up, guys? How you guys doing? And this is welcome to another edition of my podcast. And now, yeah, I know it's been a while. I know you want to hate me for it. It's cool. I get it. I mean, what's taking you so long? Hey, bro, a lot of things went down. You know, it's not as easy as you as you as you think it is. Okay, but but I have no excuse. I have no excuse. But this uh, episode I want to just bring out is not really visually me course per se. It's more or less like the kind of mindset we need to have as an architecture student. So it's just like a student guide kind of thing. So I'm gonna take my reference. Oh yeah, by the way, what's my name right? My name is Bennett Sims Austin. Once again, I'm your host. Or I've always been your host. No, the guy running my channel. Or is there? Nah, nah. It's gonna be short. It's gonna be short. This episode's gonna be short and simple. And uh, or is it? I don't know. Depends on how you gonna do it. So I'm taking my reference from Archie Soup. They are one of the best guides, if not the best guides, for anyone who wants to become an architect. That as a student or you want a better form of inspiration as an architect or a designer generally you know so yeah it's like a student guy kind of thing like why we hate architecture the disadvantage of being an architect i don't mean that in a kind of bad way it's a kind of a cliche kind of thing you know a lot of people say i want to be an architect i want to be the world's greatest i want to be this it's a more high paying salary is that what you thought it was really is that what you thought it was? Nah, I'll tell you why. It's not. See, architecture is a fantastic career, but it's a terrible one at the same time. Let's get right into it. Ooh, so yeah, architecture can be fiercely competitive. The pay isn't nearly as good as much as what people think it is. And it, the reality is that it involves a lot of more mundane labor than exciting creative projects now the question you need to ask yourself is is being an architect really worth it now in this episode i'm going to take you through 15 things why architecture could turn out to be the not your dream job and could be the worst job you ever picked up in your life that our younger selves probably imagined oh mommy i want to be an architect when i grow up did you really know the pain did you do a research on what you want to do that's why i want to tell you if any career you want to get yourself involved in especially architecture please i advise you research on it don't just go on the good sides go on the bad sides so you know whether this is a career for you let's jump right into it 15 reasons why you should not be an architect okay Let's go. First one. Training is damn expensive. Like, when I say expensive, I mean serious depth expensive. Architecture is like one of the most expensive degrees you can ever take. Not only does it spend a minimum of five years in your school, rather than the usual three or four hours that you put in to complete your internship before you can even graduate. On top of that... You need to fork out books, softwares, art supplies, field trips, and so much more. All in the name of architecture! Why? Good God! I, I, I Look, I'm in my third year like that. And, and here's the thing. In my part of the world, Nigeria, see, forget architecture. Everywhere it's expensive. 
it's really expensive. Forget about the foreign exchange, forget about everything. It's just expensive. My third year, I'm telling you, I've spent money. I know the amount of money I had to buy to get a new laptop. I know the amount of money I had to buy to get a new mouse. I know the amount of money I had to go and get art supplies. I know the amount of money I spent to get a drawing board, steel rules, modeling paper, cork sheets, sheet corks. And the list goes on and on. Like, why? Look, there's no way you can avoid this, okay? You cannot avoid massive debts. Unless your parents are kind of like, you know, Bill Gates kind of rich, Elon Musk kind of rich, and generous rich, you know. It's highly surprising that architecture students, you know, they don't come out of the fire of being an elite profession. It's like, for, for, for real. You know, it, it's really, really painstaking. It's horrible. Okay, so while we're done with that, we jump right into number two. It takes like seven years. At least seven years of your life. I'm not talking about school alone. I'm talking about everything encompassing everything. See, in my country, you do like four years. I'm in a private school, actually. Normally, in federal schools, which are what you call the public universities here, or state schools, you do what they call five years of architecture as a bachelor's degree student. But in private schools, you do four years. But then your two years of master's is inevitable. You're going to do it. Anywhere in the world. Or three, depending on which one you're in. But in Nigeria, it's mostly two. In USA, I think it's two. But if it's three, probably it's Sayark. I think that's if you didn't do architecture initially. So you probably have to do an extra year of intense training. I think that's that's the major reason. So, um... What did they do that in again? Yeah. Then you're going to do two years of your internship. Whatever part of your life you're going to do it. Two years of your internship. And... You're going to take a licensure exam. If you put that all together, it sums up to 10 years. But why I say seven years, seven years is probably like the, the, the lowest amount of years you actually ever do architecture. Like places like in Europe and all that places. But you see major areas like USA, UK and Canada. Hell no. Places like France and Italy. Yeah, you may be able to shave up one a year or two. That's why I said seven years. It's cool. It's the shortest time you can ever go. It's really the shortest time. But in a realistic period, you can literally stiff like two bachelor's degree programs and still do a still do a master's and you still have money to do backpacking. We're just doing one degree. Just one. Just one. One degree architecture. And yeah, put it in your head. Bachelor's degree means nothing. When you do your master's is when you're just starting. So think about it. Is this the kind of job you want to do? When the educational process is, is, is painful, you need to take a couple of months extra to do exams and qualify for licensure. And it's just too much, man. It's just too much. Another time I'll talk about how long it actually takes to be an architect. But while we're at that, let's jump right into number three. Architecture critics are the most when I say they're like the most extra stress students do not want to have. You see, essay deadlines are stressful. Exams are stressful. Homework submissions are stressful. But they got nothing, and I mean nothing, on architectural critics. Even as an undergraduate, you will be required to stand in front of your class and present your work. 
for the past, you know, three juries, major juries I've major uh, juries I've been having. Is it three of me? I don't know. The one I had previously, just right now, I didn't really enjoy it because I met this juror that was quite hard. He didn't believe I did the work. He doesn't believe I've. There's some jurors in your life, or critics you meet in your life that are just horrible. You feel like crying. But I had to just stay strong, you know, suck it all up. And as if public speaking wasn't scary enough, you have to answer spontaneous questions from your peers, your tutors, and defend your ideas. There's no escaping it. Every student at least one critic leaves them crying in pillows, you know, and cursing their life's choices and wishing that they had probably studied geography or 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 or, or, or biology. <sighs> Jump into number four. Stress. And I mean stress in fact is an inescapable. Stress is inescapable. You cannot escape it as an architect. So let's put it this way. Stress is in fact an inescapable part of being an architect. Unfortunately, the pressure doesn't even stop when you leave architecture school. It gets worse. Low pays, irregular hours, constant multitasking, particularly at the start of your career, can quickly take a toll on your mental health. You see, uh, there was a brief survey that was done at some point, you know, that found out that a quarter of architecture students have been treated for mental issues. Why in America, 50 people that were willing to take their life or commit suicide were architects. If that isn't bad for enough for you, then wait till you hear number six. Wait, number five, actually. Okay. See, architecture is really a safe bet for a long life career, okay? But many people would burn out and drop out before the finish line. That's how it is, okay? It happened. It's been happening. In fact, it happened in my own presence. And I feel bad for them, but I'm like, hey, you do. Now, number five. You need full licensure to call yourself an architect. As of now, I'm only called an architectural designer. In many countries, including USA and UK, you can only legally call yourself an architect if you've got a licensure. Many people surprised, or are surprised to find out that this is not automatically given to you when you complete your degree. Nah, you don't. Oh, I've done my master's. I, 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 I deserve to be an architect. You're not. You'll never be. You won't. You're the same level of someone who's just starting. Well, in the title aspect, of course, your skill levels are different. If you actually did architecture. <sighs> Many people will find out that you don't get this thing. You have to pass an exam. Here in Nigeria, you have to pass the Archon exam. That was the NIA. I think it's Archon first. That's the architecture exam institutes for you know university and all that student shit in the usa it's ara e sorry ara that's architectural registrational exam in uk is the part three exam for the full qualifications if you fail all these exams or any of these exams you just call yourself a designer okay just call yourself a designer that's, that's just it that's, that's what you ever be all right jump to number six you gotta be competitive all the time I'm not saying competitive in the sense that you don't tell your friends the following deadline. That's mean, mean. That's being mean and wicked. Tell them. It's cool. But, bro, be competitive in the sense of... Be competitive, sorry. In the sense of, you know, ideas. Um, ideologies. 
process, graphics, illustrations, details, and all that shit. Show that you're trying to be better, you know? And the way you present your work. Whether it's getting into an architectural degree in the first place, or even mid-ranking school, having a lot of applications than places, or applying for a first job with thousands of other graduates, competition becomes a part of your life. Don't let everyone lie for you. Architecture is competition. Sure, competition for all the jobs are fierce these days, but in architecture, it doesn't let up, even when you have a foot in the door. Because as so many contracts are also awarded for on a competitive basis, that's the truth. The best contracts are given to people with the best ideas. Architects per se. If you prefer to take a back seat instead of putting yourself in the spotlight, please do not do architecture. I advise you, you will break down. You will fray your nerves. And fray your nerves doesn't get worse. Wait till you hear number seven. Your degree may not prepare you for the day-to-day reality of being an architect. Let me tell you, first class, second class, upper or lower, is just for aesthetics in your resume. It's not the real shit. Though an architecture degree is tough, and it's also potentially fun, I'm telling you the fact. People, architects have told me the only best time in your life you're going to get as an architecture as an architect is when you're an architecture student because that's the time you get creative that's the time you do more forget that the juries are crazy i I get it the critics are mad we get it i'm going through that i'm still gonna go through that but i'm telling you from a lot of people who've experienced this shit a lot of architects that i've met and the ones i've been working in from where i work at the office i work at it's tough you don't get that much fun when you're not at the office you get it only when you're in school and that's the only fun you ever get the real world work however is painful while you're a student you have a limited freedom to create and go a bit mad music school in the shape of a trumpet sure do that uh, a bakery in the shape of a chef's hat go ahead you can do that or um, a school in the form of a deconstructed purpose. Yeah, I, I did that. I did that too. Why not? But once you start in the firm, uh, you're going to spend most of your time making drawings for someone else's instructions. I started learning that when I did a, a private internship when I was in my second year. I was doing more of drawings for other people. And I realized, that, okay, so this is what I'm going to be facing when I get the real shit, when I get my degree and everything. Okay, I'm in. And it's better to start now so you know what you're getting into. If you know you don't like those shit, please don't do architecture. Because here's the thing, you're going to be doing making drawings for someone else's instructions or doing tasks that are less pleasurable than that. It, it, it can be quite a shock at first, you know. Though on the upside, with a few years of experience under your belt, you'll probably get to play again. You know, as you rise, you can play. But when you're starting... Now, speaking of starting, that's what I go to number eight. You have no choice but to start at the bottom of the food chain. Nobody wants to be at the bottom of the food chain, but you don't have a choice, man. I'm not talking about me, someone eating me. No, I'm talking about the rise to success, the rise to star architecture or good architecture, you know, regional recognition architecture. But star architecture, okay, that's world. I get that. Star architecture is anywhere, right? Uh-huh. Okay, let's say you want to be a civil servant with a certain degree 
You can join a fast stream of graduates and skip the lower paid grades doing less exciting mean work. But let's say you want to become an architect. Can you actually jump ahead and avoid all this in your early career? No. The answer is no. If you see anyone that has done that, trust me. Fine, you will make money. Fine, you will get slightly rich or anything. But when you want to be called yourself among the elites of a particular region, a lot of people in Nigeria do it too. A lot of people abroad do it, whether it's in the USA or in the UK, they do it. But when they start mentioning all the elite architects in the world, or let's just say even Britain or our Africa or Nigeria, let me tell you a fact. You'll only mention them because all of those guys went through the bottom of the food chain. That's just it. They build their career from scratch. You cannot avoid that shit. Not a chance. Thinking you can climb the ladder without first putting in hours of work will win you no friends and no jobs since there are no sub. Look, I'll say it again. Thinking to climb the ladder without first putting in hours of work will win you no friends and no jobs. Because let me tell you the fact. There are a lot of graduates who are willing to suck it up. So don't think you're more than anything. Work your ass off. You only have one option. Keep your head down, do quality work, and hope your skills shine through. Or pray to God, whatever religion you believe in. Speaking of work, let's go to number nine. Yeah, number nine. Wow, it's actually long. It's 18 minutes. Wow. For now, I have fun so far. Real fun. <laughs> so, let's go to number nine, baby. Let's go to number nine. You will likely work long hours for lowish pace. That's the part of being at the bottom of the food chain. You're not going to get money so easily like that. You get money, but it's going to be low. So that's why I hate it when the fact that students are like, oh, I'm going to IT, I'm waiting. Let me put it in my, my own language. My own language. I actually speak Pigeon here in Nigeria. So I'm going to an IT place. So more they pay me money. You could pay me money. I want to get a 50k like that. My girl's deal, right? Bro. You're not going to get it. Not a chance. You got to work your ass off. You got to work hard and do hours of work. You got to work hard, bro. I mean, okay, let's take for instance now. In the UK, a little as 2 or 20K pounds of an average salary between 40K or 50K is what you're going to get when you start. But in the US, you're going to get like $70 of 80K or 80K dollars. Seventy thousand dollars or eighty thousand dollars. That's that's how it works. It's low compared to the amount of bills you have to pay, your tasks, everything. Ta- taxes and oh Jesus Christ, it's it's horrible. Talk about student loan, you know. For those in the USA and UK, you understand what I mean. You're gonna go into debt. That's just how it is. It's more than an interior or graphic designer, but less than an engineer or a surveyor. Is this fair? Considering the amount of long and intense period of training and for the number of hours per week that you expect to work, maybe not. But these are the things you can do to push up your salary. 
such as moving city, adding specialist skills, you know, to your armory. You know, getting creative. That is why they say start from the bottom of the food chain. So that at long the line, you go through the process and you will earn a lot of respect and a lot of recommendations. Now, talking about respect, recommendations, and rewards, we go straight to number 10. The rewards for progression, though, aren't that big either. See, at least the people at the top of the tree are taking huge pay packets, right? Well, only sometimes. This is why. It goes without saying that big-name architects are handsomely compensated very well. I mean, come on. You don't just go to say you want to meet Norman Foster and say Norman Foster and say you want to, you know, get a building done and you're not going to pay through your nose. Or Frank Gehry or Bjork Ingles, you know. Or uh, let me talk about a late architect, uh, my one of my personal favorites, Zaha Did. May I so rest in peace. Um, Rem Kolas. Okay, even here in Nigeria, you can't say you want to meet likes of Toshino Shinowo or Papa Motayo, you know. For such work, and then you expect that, but, or Kunle Adeyemi or Alajim, okay, I don't know. You cannot say you want to do such a thing and you're not gonna pay through your nose. You are. You are really gonna pay through your nose, okay? But then here, here's how it works um, the big names get the big pays, all right? But normal directors or partners in the firm, nah, they only get. They get a good amount, but it's not that good. Okay, take for instance now. In the USA, um, top salary is probably for there. It's 130. All right. For a director or a partner, can't expect that. In UK, is unlikely to make more than 80,000 pounds. That's a lot of money. According to the RIBA, though. Other employment websites, such as, you know, 9B, may say 1,000 or 20,000. It's too much, bro. Like... That is, you know, more than a head teacher you ever see. But it wouldn't see you retiring in the Caribbeans. All right. It will just run you dry. Now, away from, you know, money issues, let's go straight to responsibilities. That brings us to number 11. You take on a lot of responsibilities. Yeah, I said responsibilities. <clears throat> Excuse me. Once you're fully registered and practicing architect, you're legally responsible for work and for the work you do. This can lead to anxiety. This can lead to uh, one reason some people, some graduates can never, you know, get licensure because if you're not officially using the title of an architect, any mistakes are some else's responsibilities. The consequences of buildings falling down or even going wrong are very serious. And the burden of responsibility is more than what some people never thought that they would ever shoulder in their life. Here are some aspects of the architectural works that are mundane. See, the, um, it brings me to number 12. Mundane work is is inevitable okay some parts of architecture you are so mundane that it's not every day you design groundbreaking buildings it's not every day you you bring out the disney opera house or a gonzalo opera house it's not every day at all it's not 
Even if that's what your parents think you're doing, you'll be mostly sitting in the desk of the screen making drawings, sending emails, answering calls, wishing you didn't have to go to a meeting in the afternoon. There'll be hours and days and even weeks of unbridled creativity throughout your career, but sadly, this isn't the bread and butter of being an architect. Yeah. Talking about bread and butter and complex stress, let's go straight to building projects. That's number 13. Building projects are complex and can be very, very stressful. You see, a lot of people think that, oh, it's just, you know, show my ideas and that's it. Hell no. You're going to show your ideas, you're going to improve it, and you're going to go to every detail of work to even the door details, like window details, like cupboard details hangers bed details beds everything materials what's gonna hold that roof what's gonna hold the foundation what's gonna hold the building what type of foundation are you gonna use you're gonna show everything start to finish for the materials you're gonna use in your facade you're gonna gonna show everything there are a lot of things going on in the building project and humans are fallible beings like we can fall Sometimes we don't even quite communicate right. And we forget these things and we just do bad at taxes sometimes. A lot of taxes around. So, um, while this is totally normal, the different elements of a building project are stacked like Jenga puzzles, you know, like a puzzle. Everyone works support everyone else's. And if you mess up, you bring the whole tower down with you. So basically, everyone's depending on you. If you don't enjoy this kind of pressure or you get rattled at doing multitasking, please go and pick a more peaceful career for you. Speaking about peaceful and being careers, let's jump straight to number 14. Your profession changes so fast that you can never, ever have peace of mind and relax. One of the coolest things about architecture, though, is that it changes. It's also the downside too, because constantly you need to be reading. Constantly, and I'm not saying just looking at books. You're gonna have to like, watch YouTube videos or how things are changing, new innovations, new ways to do things. You know, they will always ever take you. You need to just keep reading and learning through your whole career. Luckily for some people, this is one way you know to get motivated and keep on going. You know. So, and then the last and not the least, number 15, your chances of becoming a star architect are very, very slim. Ask any random person, even in school, name three famous architects. They might struggle. No, they will struggle. Ask any architect to name 30. They will still struggle. The number of people who make you big, for instance, people know your name and work is tiny. So it's pointless going into the profession with the hope of global or even national or local recognitions. If this sounds depressing, please do not. It's not necessary. Take heart, you know. That is all in your power to make a positive impression on people you work with. That's what matters. 
You see, there are a lot of downsides of being an architect. The long training periods, the sociable hours, the stress. Yet young people still apply for the course. And school, it drops, you know. Despite the disadvantage, there's something about architecture that seems unshakably unattractive, you know. That's why probably the next episode I'll probably talk about probably why we love architecture. This is about hate, but not why we love architecture. But the reality is this, is that um, it's very hard. It's a very hard road filled with pain as well as joy, which is why we only recommend, that's just why I only recommend a career in architecture for those who really want it. If you want it, go for it. If you don't, it's fine. My reference was taken from ArchiSoup. ArchiSoup is an online learning resource and you know platform for architecture students and young architects and enthusiasts who will provide the next and new generations of architects with opportunities to learn and evolve through shared experiences and experts, knowledge, tutorials, guides, and studio resources. My name is Ben Zimzo Austin. This is Zen Studios. And in the next episode, we'll talk more on you know, why we love architecture. Or maybe you understand architectural graduates. Well, yeah, let's go why we love architecture. Maybe that's one's much better. I think it's a more, you know, better approach to this. So, my name is Ben, ben Zimzel Austin. Signing off here from Zen Studios. I'll say it again. See you guys next time. Peace.